Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today we will be opening up the Salt and Light Christmas boxes and pulling out some of our favorite Christmas conversations from the past. I know it's not Christmas anymore, but Christmas is never too far away. So we thought any time is as good a time to listen to some great Christmas music. And these conversations with these artists are timeless. We start by speaking with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. We've featured their music on this program several times. Their Christmas album is called Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. After that, we speak with Amanda Vernon about her Spanish Christmas album, Secretos Navideños. Later on in the program, we speak with Rita West about the collective that she is part of and their collaborative album, Carols. In our second half hour, we speak with Nancy Bodsworth about her 2019 album, The Greatest Gift, and we end the program with a conversation with Matt Marr about his 2018 Christmas album, The Advent of Christmas. There's lots in today's show, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy some of our best Christmas conversations of the past. Remember to visit us at saltandlighttv.org radio and to comment on anything that you hear or ask any questions, look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We begin with the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. A few years ago, we heard about the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, when they recorded and released their first album, Mater Eucharisti. Since then, they've released two more albums, one on the Rosary, Meditations and Music, and now a beautiful Christmas album that we've been listening to, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring, Christmas with the Dominican Sisters of Mary. The sisters do all their singing and recording at their mother house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but their music has received great publicity through many outlets, CBS, NPR, The New York Times, CNN, The Washington Post, and also when the sisters made it to the finals on the American Bible Challenge on the Game Show Network. To find out more about their congregation and their music, earlier this year I spoke with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich. Sister, welcome to the program. Thank you so very much. It's great to be here. I'm very excited because last time when your community put out an album, Mater Eucharisté, um, we were not able to speak with one of the sisters because of your schedule and, and your, your living I mean, you are sisters, you're a community, you're, are you cloistered? You are, no, we're no, not. You're we're not. teachers. You're uh-huh. teachers, that's right, you're mm-hmm. Dominicans. But it was impossible to get someone, so we're very happy that we actually found you this time because you are the sister who is responsible for all these wonderful recordings. Well, I certainly uh, lead the projects. <laughs> so, so tell us <laughs> a little bit. Part in them. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit how that works. You said you're teachers, you're Dominicans. We are. Um, but obviously, music is a great part of what you do in your community. True, being Dominicans and our Dominican spirituality is 800 years old this year, and yes. our community yes. 20 years old. So, um, in the Dominican um, heritage and and spirituality. Music is a very important part because, mm-hmm. again, our spirituality is is very incarnational. St. Dominic wanted us to pray with our minds, bodies, hearts, you know, right. with everything we are to, to lift it to God. So even in our divine office, which we pray uh-huh. you know, several times a day, we um, have, 
you know, bows and, and things like that. It's a very monastic way of praying. Right. And so the music is, is essential to our prayer. And I think it's essential to, to everyone when we think of St. John Paul II, when he said that mankind's heart was made for the good, the true, the beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, the beautiful yes. is a beautiful way of opening our hearts. And so music, good music, leads us into prayer and that's exactly uh, how our sisters love music and use music. We, I always say we use music a great deal. We use it for prayer and for play. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not that normal for a, I mean, to use that and then make these recordings. You've had this, as you said, this new album, Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. It's a Christmas album, but it's your third album. You first had Mater yeah, Eucharistie, named after your congregation, so because you're the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, so the Eucharist uh-huh. is very important. And then you did a rosary um, album as well. That's right, Deacon. So why, wh- how, did, how did that come about? I'm curious to know, I, I was curious to know about that that, that uh, corporate meeting where you all sat around the table to decide that you were going to put out an album. Well, to begin with, people had been asking us, you know, we can't come visit you, but we would love to. Is there a way that you can share your prayer life, or at least your music, with us? And so that really began the very first one, and all three are an overflow, so to speak, of of our community prayer life. Mm -hmm. So if you did come to Ann Arbor and you came to our mother house and were in our prayers, you would hear this music. You know, it's not something we just did. We know this. In fact, this uh, Christmas CD, which a lot of people have been begging for and begging for, right? Um, and we finally, you know, said, "Well, let's do it," because they can't come into the mother house for our Christmas Eve mass or our our midnight mass or okay. or our Christmas masses, etc. And yet, there is so much joy and so much beauty. So we wanted to share that with them as as much as we're able to, certainly. Right. And so we. The difficulty was getting it down to 16 hymns yes. that are all that, because we all have so many that we absolutely love. And the beautiful thing is, too, it's totally done by the sisters. The voices are done, obviously, mm-hmm. completely with the sisters, as well as the a cappella music, of course, as well as the chamber orchestra. Um, the They're sisters, all sisters play the music, so it's wow. it's us. It's it's kind of our home reaching out to everyone in their homes right. this Christmas season. Now you you answered my my next question, which was how how the idea of a Christmas album came about. You said people were clamoring for Christmas music, but <laughs> I, but my next question was going to be how did you pick the you said sixteen tracks exactly. So mm-hmm. how, how was that process? Who who made the final decision? Well. A smaller group of us certainly did. We put down the ones that that we like, you know, and mm-hmm. then um, because there's there's only a dozen sisters that really are used in in this, and okay. so it wasn't that large of a group. But again, we know what makes our Christmas traditions here at the Mother House come so alive, and all the sisters come home. So now. We have 138 sisters that will be coming home, and no, we don't have enough room for them, but we'll make it happen. Right. And so Christmas is, is a family celebration of, of a birth, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and these 16 hymns, we wanted variety, so they actually represent 10 different countries, so it's multinational. Oh, wow. yes. And then we represent from the 5th century all the way to the present, so... 
a couple of the hymns were written by the sisters, and then we oh, go wonderful. all the way back to the fifth century Latin, and and so we have such a, a beautiful smattering of what we consider some of the best of, of the church's music at Christmas. Right. Um, lots more we would have liked to add. However, um, we had to get it down to what a CD would hold. Right. Now, how is that recording process? I understand you recorded it in your chapel. We did. We recorded it in our chapel because, again, it kind of represents what we would sound like for right. you and others able to come be a part of our Christmas. Right, our that's Christmas where you normally liturgy. would sing, yes. Exactly. So we wanted to, as we did the other uh, two CDs as well, we want the our chapel sound, because that's us. Yes. And then, actually, because the sisters know music well, and again, it is such a part of our life, we recorded it in just two and a half days. Okay. I mean, it, it happened quickly because yes. we, we love this music. That was a conversation I had with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. You can find out more about the sisters and their work at their website, sistersofmary.org. Their latest album, Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring, Christmas with the Dominican Sisters of Mary, was uh, produced by Demont for Music and distributed by Sony Classical. You can buy it anywhere you buy your Christmas music, but if you order directly from the sisters' website... Some of the proceeds will go directly to the sisters. That's sistersofmary.org. Here now are the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Sleep Little Jesus from their new Christmas album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. We're listening to the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Sleep Little Jesus from their 2017 Christmas album, Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. I'm Deacon Pedro. Follow me at Deacon Pedro. In 2018, we spoke to Amanda Vernon about her Spanish Christmas album, Secretos Navideños, which means Christmas Secrets. Here is a part of that conversation. 
Tell me a little bit about this 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 uh, Christmas album, Secretos Navideños, mm-hmm. Christmas Secrets, Why Christmas and and Why Spanish. I mean, I'm thrilled sure. because I, I love Spanish, yeah. but why why well, cri- yeah. I I recorded this album in the midst of a significant illness. I, I had postpartum for 19 months. Yes. And I continued my career supporting my family through my music. I was writing the book at the same time. There's just a lot happening. Yes in my life. And, and yet I wanted to continue releasing new music. So I prayed about how can I release music in a way that is really soothing <laughs> to me, mm-hmm. that is adding only sort of comfort and not any more sort of strain. And what seemed the most comforting was, was Christmas music and Advent music, because I just love this time of year and this music is so comforting to me. Yeah. But then also to, to release an album in Spanish, I just, I just again, talking about romance, like the, just the language is just so yeah. romantic yeah. And, and so just beautiful, even the sounds of the words themselves. So to be able to release my first album, in Spanish at Christmas time, uh, just, that just soothes my soul, and I hope that it brings that same sense of comfort to your listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely, and it's 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 great because I'm always looking for new Christmas music. I mean, certainly for the program, but also just at home. I have like every year, I like my Christmas collection just gets bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of the same things, and there isn't a lot of stuff that I have in Spanish. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's refreshing to hear some of the songs that we might be familiar with, but in a different language, a different arrangement. But there's also some really interesting uh, new things that you've added in there. Um, what's new for you? What's coming down? Because I know that you're always busy with something. So don't tell me right. that you're sitting at home, <laughs> you know, playing with your children. What's <laughs> Well, there's that too. There's always that as the anchor, you know, my, my vocation. That's my my steady rock in the Lord. Yeah. But we are, we're looking ahead at, at promoting this book, and I'm really excited about the potential of giving more parish missions, uh, right. bilingual parish missions, where I can share the Wonderful. story yeah. of the book and then include music in English and Spanish. I believe it's really a bridge between yeah. different cultures and different age groups that we're able to offer. So, that's what I'm looking at in this upcoming year. Oh, well, there you go. If you need a Spanish, English speaking, Spanglish speaking deacon to help you, <laughs> you know where to find me. Hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that's great. Um, uh, looking forward to that. So that's great. So this is uh, appealing to our Spanish speaking listeners and our English speaking listeners. There's music. There's a great story. There's, there's, um, and I can speak from experience. Amanda does great parish uh, missions and parish uh, events. So, uh, if you're looking uh, for someone to come to your event or your parish, look no further, amandavernon.com. Amanda, thank you so much. Uh, that's all the time we have, but it's great to talk to you. I, 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 I love this, the book, and, of course, I love the music. Uh, so thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. God bless. As I said, you can learn more about Amanda Vernon, about her music, and how to bring her to your event at her website, amandavernon.com. And that's also where you can find out how to get the book, When God Wrecks Your Romance. Here now is Amanda Vernon with Sleep with the Angels from her new Christmas album, Secretos Navideños.
That was Amanda Vernon with Sleep with the Angels from her 2018 album Secretos Navideños, Christmas Secrets. You're listening to a Salt and Light Hour Best of Christmas Albums special. I'm Deacon Pedro. In 2018, we also spoke with Rita West. Rita is part of a collective of Catholic artists called Novum Collective. Their first collaboration is a Christmas album, Carols. All these songs were recorded specifically for this album, uh-huh. um, and yeah, so the collective is the collective and the collaboration. It's, you know, it's fluid. It's not necessarily always the same nine people that you hear on this album, uh-huh. which is kind of the beauty of it. And I think really encourages something that I think we're seeing more and more of, praise God, is this idea, yeah, of collaboration versus competition. Um, just especially, I think, in in all of the arts, and I think particularly in, in music, uh, especially in the church, um, this desire to collaborate with one another, to work with one another, yeah. versus trying to trying to compete. And so the members, I'm sure, will yeah, kind of be fluid as the years come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so on this one, yeah, everyone who's uh, everyone has their own song that they're featured on that really is beautiful. They're yeah. The songs are all, a lot of them, like, sound very, they have different sounds. They don't all sound exactly the same, but no. it's such a gift, you know, that, um, you know, the style of, of Stephen Jobert that he has on his individual album really comes through in the song that he records. And right. the same for Gabby and everybody else, you know, it's kind of, um, gives people a whole variety, really, of sounds to hear and to listen to in one album. And, um, 
yeah, so. Right, so you mentioned Stephen Jover. Um, we heard Becca Landry earlier at the beginning of the program. There's you, Rita, Matt Lewis. You mentioned Will Hickel, who's who's maybe kind of the spearheading the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Matt Lewis, Eric Wilkes, I mentioned Gabby Banzan mm-hmm. and Dave yeah, Moore. Yeah, Gabby Banzan, yeah, okay, and Dave which, Moore. Captain yeah, which Moore. is great because there's a lot of people here that I didn't know, so it's wonderful to get yeah. to meet new new Catholic artists. Um, some of the tracks will say, you know, like the person that's featured and then it'll say, and Novum Collective. Are those tracks where you guys would have collaborated, like you're playing with each mm-hmm. other or you're singing with each other? Um, yeah. So I guess that's, that's kind of part of the origin story of the Novum Collective that, yeah, that I left off at the beginning. Uh-huh. So, um, Eric Wilkes and Will Hickel, okay. uh, I couple years ago the last few years they've had a band that is the two of them called novum okay. um, that is kind of its own little separate uh-huh. entity that now has kind of grown into and was really like the um the parent uh of novum collective right. and that okay. was becoming a reality so yeah so it's listed that way as eric and will were you know our members of the original Novum. Novum, and, and this is like uh, a like a, a spawn of right. the of Novum. Right. And we left uh, Andrew Lobacher out, Alob. Yes, Alob. Right. Yes. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Alob. <laughs> no, that's great. You know, I was I I, uh, I mean, I speak to so many are different artists on this program, and and everybody struggles. We might not talk about this on the air, but everybody struggles. You know, everybody's doing their own thing. You know, if Rita West is working on her album and then she's doing parish missions and, and doing, you have little time to do promotional work and all that other stuff that that revolves around yeah. trying to make a living out of this. And I think it's so important for Catholic artists to come together and support each other. So yeah. even if, like you said, like if all nine of you aren't always traveling together, doing stuff together, but if if you and Will and Eric are doing a concert, you know, maybe, or that's their concert, but they you come in and join them in their concert. Um, yeah. Or or you might write a song that they're like, hey, that's a great song, Rita. Can we play that song? And then they play it on their concert. So then their fans get to hear your song and then they learn about Rita right. West. Right. And if more Catholic artists were doing these types of collaborations, I, th- I think <laughs> it would be easier. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you're spot on. I think, you know, even as we hear in Scripture, right, like we all have different gifts. Yes. And so even as you're talking about, yeah, how do I promote this thing when I'm busy writing songs or I'm busy traveling. How do I, you know, how do I handle the logistics and yes. this and that? It's really inside of that is the Lord inviting me to not take care of that and to have someone on a team yes. in community with me to really help me with that. And I do think, um, I think we're starting to see some of that collaboration mindset happening more and more. Yes, um, I think so. In yeah, in Catholic circles, you know, like with Novum Collective, uh, the Vigil Project yes. is kind of doing yes. that. Um, I, I, that's right. Groups, yeah. Yeah. So there there are people I think we're starting to recognize the gifts inside of that and yeah. starting to move into it and say, okay, maybe we don't know what this looks like from the get go, but let's start this and it's let's true. work together. Um, and let's help each other and support one another. Yeah, absolutely. And write music yeah. together and lead worship. Yeah, together. and I yeah. think that that's great. And share and, you know, jo- you know, join each other. When It's great to see it sort of happen organically amongst the artists themselves. Because, like, I know when Spirit and Song, you know, it's like the artists that were Spirit and Song artists would sort of end up collaborating because of the publisher. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, and so then they'd end up, you know, if Sarah Hart writes a, ho- a song, then Steve Angrisano might sing that song at his concert mm-hmm. and then, you know, or Tom Booth. And then that's sort of, so I think it's great because the industry is moving in a different direction also in terms of publishing, um, that this is yeah. sort of a natural thing. One last question I want to ask you, why? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the fact that it's a Christmas album and it makes perfect sense, but was that a conscious decision? Like, let's start our first album, let's make sure it's a Christmas album, or or were there other reasons? Yeah, I think um, it was in a lot of our hearts of, oh man, like just the love for the, the Christmas season and uh, wouldn't it be good to do that? I think maybe some of us were thinking of that like individually of like, ah, maybe one day I'll right. do a Christmas album myself, but I don't know. What would that sound? And so then when the idea came to start doing this uh, collective, it was kind of the first thing on the table of, Hey, what if we what if we start with a Christmas album? Um, and I think there's something really beautiful to that too. Of as this as this is our first project that we've mm-hmm. kind of burst for the world, right? And for the church, and um, right. yeah, that it's appropriate. Yeah, that it comes at this time and this season. Um, yeah, as we're preparing for Christmas, and then as we come to celebrate Christmas. Um, yeah, just being grateful for all the things that God is doing, all the new things that God is doing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's absolutely appropriate. Whether or not that was part of the original plan or not, is yeah, God has a way of working all of yeah, these things absolutely. together. Really no, well. and there's something there's something about Christmas album collaborations that I, I think also makes sense, you know? It's like you can just listen to yeah. the album and it feels like you're listening to songs from different... Uh, artist, which you are, yeah. actually. Anyway, yeah. um, Rita, I'm so... you've heard the songs before, you know them, they're familiar. Yeah, exactly. There's a cool guy singing it, there's a cool girl singing it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and there are some really neat arrangements um, uh, to, yeah. to songs that we know very well. Um, Rita, yeah. thank you for reaching out and let, letting us know about the album and telling us a little bit more about this collaboration. <laughs> and I uh, look forward to, to more from Rita West and from the collective. I'm going to have to reach out to all these people, see if I can get them on the program as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so take care and, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for having me. You can learn more about Rita West at her website, RitaWest.com. And to learn more about Novum Collective and purchase the album Carols, go to NovumCollective.co. NovumCollective.co. Here now is Stephen Jovert with the first Noel from the Novum Collective album Carols.
and so let all with one accord sing praises to thy heavenly Lord that hath made earth and heaven. We're listening to Stephen Jobert with the first Noel from the Novum Collective album Carols. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can listen to all these conversations and all our programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. One of the first artists that we ever featured on the Salt and Light Hour was Nancy Bodsworth. Ten years later, Nancy has released her first Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. She stopped by our studio to tell us all about it. Oh, thank Live you for having me. It's so good to have you here in the studio. It's very cool to be here. It's good. So, um... Why a Christmas album? Well, it's something I've always wanted to do because obviously music is a huge part of the Christmas season for anyone, really. I mean, yeah. as a as a practicing Catholic and someone who's been involved in music ministry my whole life, obviously Christmas and Easter are those high points in the liturgical year where music plays a massive role. Yeah. Um, but I think also um, this is Christmas music really pleases everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to put um, both secular and sacred music yes. on the album because I yes. thought, what a cool way to evangelize, you yes, know, give the album to someone who doesn't really go to church and doesn't really think about the real meaning of Christmas and, you know, sneaky, s- sneak those uh, those hymns in there that they can maybe yeah. listen to and God might speak that's to them. That's a good point because I think that Christmas is the only time of the year where you can turn secular radio on and yep. listen to some sacred music, you know, songs about Jesus. And nobody worries about singing about Jesus for Christmas exactly. and it's acceptable so you have like you said you have um, Oh Holy Night you have Angels We Have Heard on High Hark the Herald Angels Sing but there's also Joy to the World um, Let It Snow Let It Snow Let It Snow which is not a religious song but it's a great Christmas song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas one of my <laughs> favorite um, as well as some originals yes so which are, which are the ones that we've been listening to we, we heard Only a Star as the Snow and then we're going to end the program with the title song, The Greatest Gift. Um, it, it, were these songs that you have been writing over the years or that you sit down and say, I'm going to write a Christmas album and then you just like, oh, I got to write some songs? Absolutely. They're brand new. <laughs> okay. um, and I, I knew it was sort of in the works. So last Christmas, I, I really sort of tried to memorize the moment and take in all the emotions and, uh, you know, prayerful moments in the church and really try and um, be inspired and write some new Christmas songs. So as the snow that you just heard, I was literally sitting at the piano um, that my grandparents gave us when I was four years old. Black shiny piano. It's beautiful. It's sitting in my living room. And I closed my eyes. I think it was about the second or third week of Advent. And I said, Lord, please, you know, I need some inspiration here. And I opened my eyes and literally um, it started to snow. Uh-huh. Outside, so I'm like, okay, the snow, the snow, it's falling, and it really reminded me of the the mercy of God and how when snow falls on the ground, it's gentle and it starts very yeah. slowly, and then it just layers and layers, and you know, like God's love, beautiful. all of a sudden it envelops you. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. song. Thank you. Um, um, and and so, but but you were purposely. I hate to use the word, but forcing yourself. Yes. I mean to write. Yeah, yeah you were. It's like yeah. I got to. I got to do an album. Yep. It's got to be out for Christmas. So I got a year 
a year? Yeah, pr- from start to finish, it's about you know nine nine, nine months. months. Pregnancy. <laughs> it's my fifth baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nine month gestation. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, from conception to delivery. Exactly. Nine months. Yeah. yeah. So it took some time so, to write the music, and yeah. So as the snow was sort of done as more of a, a prayer experience at the piano. Yeah. And uh, only a star, which you heard earlier the in the program, yeah. actually was uh, co-written by my daughter Cecilia. Oh, and she's and singing. Are they, she is singing. She's singing on it. in it. Yeah. 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 Okay. And my son Stephen is singing at I the was end. I'm wondering if they were both singing. Yes. Um, and do you have other? You also have other tracks where other people are singing. I do. The Your family. Yeah. The last track on the album is a is a Teze song actually. Yes. Uh, from France, and my husband's family uses "In the Lord I'll Be Ever Thankful" as their grace before meals. Lovely. And that was one of the gifts uh, they gave to me when I, when we got married. And honestly, at every family gathering, now the Bodsworths have included it in in their uh, grace before meals. And so, basic my in-laws, my sister-in-law, brothers-in-law, sister brother, everyone singing. There's about oh, twenty great. some of us on that. Well, track. maybe now that people are going to be buying the album, many more people are going to be singing that as their grace because it's such a a, a beautiful and, and now I didn't know, but a beautiful tradition. Yeah. Um, you had not been, I mean, I don't know if you had been writing music. You certainly were not recording to the extent, because this is your fourth album. That's right. Um, you did, you, I know you've written songs for the school board, mm-hmm. theme songs for Catholic education. But as Nancy Botsworth, your own music, is it because you were busy with family and getting married and having children and teaching? Or is it was it something else there, that, like a different season in your life in terms of as a musician, as a songwriter? Yeah, I think, honestly, part of it, obviously, recording is hugely expensive. Okay. Like, you know, that that was part of it. So yeah. it was basically when, you know, we paid off one album, then we kind of had money for a new one. And that's that's <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. the biggest reason. And the other is that with these Catholic Education Week songs, they sort of were sort of coming up every year. Right. And they're so prescribed because of the theme and the yeah, scripture yeah, reference yeah. that it was like, okay, that's the one we're recording this year, and that's the one we're okay. recording this year. Right. Um, but... Uh, a good friend of mine, Father Ross Campbell, he uh, kept putting the bug in my ear to do a Kickstarter campaign um, back, you yes. know, you know, last summer, like almost a year and a half ago. And I kept sort of poo-pooing the idea. And I'm like, oh, no, it's, I can't do a crowdfunding campaign. That's I'm, I'm never going to raise the money. And it turns out 187 very you generous yep. friends and family uh, helped fund this Christmas album. So I was able yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. No, that's good. A cr- a crowdfunding is great. I think it, it makes perfect sense for this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because people are basically pre-purchasing the album. I mean, yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just mailed 120 of them <laughs> yesterday. Wonderful. Today, there so. you go. No, yeah. this is this is super. Um Thank you for coming in. Thank you so for good having to see me, you. What a Pedro. great, great excuse to, to see you. Um, and thanks for my copy of The Greatest Gift. Very well. Very fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, you can learn more about Nancy Bodsworth and her music and purchase this great album, The Greatest Gift, at her website, nancybodsworth.com. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And again, if you missed part of this program or you want to go back and listen to some of the music that we played earlier on the show or to listen to the whole program, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is Nancy Bodsworth with the title track of her new Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. To the world as a baby, a gift to 
all people to show us how to live. No room in the inn, make room in your heart. Take all that you have and give. Take all that you have, rich or poor, slave or free. Take all that you have and give. Open your door, pull up a chair. All people Listening to Nancy Bodsworth with the greatest gift of the album of the same name. We all know Matt Marr as a singer and songwriter, but he's now trying his hand as a children's author. I had the chance to speak with him last week. Matt, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you so much, Deacon Pedro. Thanks for having me. Um, so refreshing to uh, hear new music from you. Um, but the book, that was a surprise. So tell me about why we're, we're, why Matt Marr is uh, authoring children's books. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why either. Um, Other than you have three small children at home, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, the thing that parenthood makes you put in 10,000 hours into things that you never mm-hmm. thought you would put 10,000 hours into. And one of those is definitely reading bedtime stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and there's this repetitive nature. Uh, I think just to being with kids, if if you do something fun with them, they want to do it again. <laughs> right. I and know. Again and again and again. Exactly. And uh, so I think for me, the process of, you know, conceptually, 
really, I did a lot of, like, it sounds funny, but I did a lot of, like, prayer work uh-huh. the last last Advent going into making this record. And uh-huh. I started writing some songs during the season of Advent, but I really did a lot of the conceptual thinking about the album mm-hmm. during the season of Advent. And, uh, and then in the Christmas season, especially, I started working on some of the songs, some of the songs that I'd already have, and I'd already had the album title in my head. I was like, I'm going to call the record The Advent of Christmas. Yeah. It's be about yeah. the four weeks of Advent. And so then I just started thinking, you know, parents always say to me, your kids or my kids want to listen to your music yeah. over and over and over again in their car. Yes. So I thought, well, it's why so don't I make a book that, that feels like the album where the the words of the book are kind of nursery rhymish, but they they point to the record and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that was really the attempt, and and I wanted to make it a bedtime story book because bedtime stories are just a way I feel like I get to reconnect with my children before the day ends. Yeah, and um, and I thought I'd make it really short so then parents would <laughs> dread reading the book, reading it over and over again for four weeks at least every yep. year. Um, put it at the end of the of the advent of advent. Put it back in the Christmas box so you don't have to see it for another year. Um, exactly. Um, did you find as as you were new parents and then I mean now with three children that you wanted to start new rituals with them, especially around Advent and Christmas time that would become traditions? Or how many of those rituals were you borrowing from when you were growing up as a child? Well, I think there's stuff that I brought and there's stuff that my wife brought. You know, like mm-hmm. Christmas Day, my wife made cinnamon rolls. And mm. that was something that her family did every on Christmas morning. And I was like, oh, wow, we never did that. That's awesome. Nice. You know, I think um, decorating the tree has definitely become one of the indicators that we're close to yeah. the season of Christmas. And yeah. and I think, yeah, doing that with our kids now has become, you know, in, in a short period of time, and I'm sure as they get a little bit older, it'll be more and more, you know, elaborate and fun. Yeah. But that's become a massive tradition. You know, the big thing is on Thanksgiving, the weekend of Thanksgiving, we go to, um, we drive out to Buffalo. Okay. And, um, uh, my wife's family typically celebrates Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas the same weekend. Okay. Uh, as a family, because uh, it because everybody's know, all over the place. They understand that you yeah. know, well, it's a large families like thirty five people, and they understand that now yeah. there's in laws and there's other family members. So yeah, what's funny is that that usually ends up being the weekend of or the weekend right before the start of the Advent season. So yeah. for me, that's become a it's like a Plus, you're driving to Buffalo, so chances are there's snow on the ground. Yeah. And it's become an indicator of, oh, this is where we are now. You know what I mean? Like, right. a new liturgical year. Interesting. Or, you know. But so, the, you know, I, there there are these establishment of these new yeah, rituals and traditions, and they're really, really important. I think yeah. that you have to keep moving forward in life, and mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, you know, I think... Christmas becomes the one time a year where we take all of the past and we bring it up to the present. And sometimes that can be a a real indictment Uh um, on the present. And I think that's why we're ritualistic beings. We're actually supposed to establish new ones Mm -hmm. because they help 
continue to root us in the present and not keep us drifting in in the past. Yeah, that's true. Does that, though, make it hard for you? Because I find that, especially with the book, that it's all about slowing down. You're trying, I think, it, it's hard to teach our kids to slow down. Everywhere, everywhere, Everyone else is already on Christmas right after Thanksgiving or sometimes before. You're celebrating Christmas with your in-laws and that family at, before even Advent begins. Do you find that, that then it's it's a harder uh, uh, process, to, especially with your children, to get them to enter into that season of Advent? Or maybe it makes it easier. Maybe it's a clear designation that something new is beginning, well, like you said. Yeah, I think for me, the, the thing that helps so much, honestly, and I, I, I've said this throughout promoting this album, is when I get to heaven... Who, which, where, whichever one of the church fathers decided to celebrate, to say we should celebrate the feast of the incarnation at the darkest time of the year. Right. Like, I want to give that guy a massive high five and a hug. <laughs> yeah. Because it it makes the job of as a parent in terms of being a catechist, it actually makes it a lot easier because, um, the like all of creation, there's a massive shift in the western in western hemisphere. Mm-hmm. It's like. Just literally at the start of Advent, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what happened? Who turned the lights off? Yeah, it's you know true. I mean? it's, yeah. Like, it's getting dark outside. The days get shorter. It's getting colder. You know, um, the leaves, you know, the trees were like, it's like, wait a second. They were this glorious display of color and, you know, um, majesty just a few weeks ago. And now they're totally dead. They're totally barren. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it 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 does such a great job of setting up the season. Yeah, it's that, true. That um, that so so I don't I I less feel like I'm competing with the world for my kids' attention. I think, um, and I think honestly, the best thing for me to do as a parent during the season of Advent is to just slow down and make more time to be with them. So, mm-hmm. one of the things for me that's an unofficial. Uh, Advent tradition. This sounds weird, I know, but I think you'll get it. Is is to watch Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and all of those movies were released during the Advent season. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I kind of get it. Yes. And um, with your kids, or <laughs> they're not old enough no, to watch no, Lord of the Rings. Right? Did, no, my kids are way too young. Yeah. But I'm I've I've started telling stories around the campfire. Right. And I told my seven-year-old story of The Hobbit, and now he wants to read the book, and he's seven. Yeah, no, so the, he's yeah, just he can, about yeah, the age. Yeah, so that's a yeah. It's just you know, I think for me, what I'm realizing during Advent is if I can slow down and be more present as a parent, that does yeah. more. You know, we all went and watched The Nutcracker. Uh huh. Yeah. Family, um, like an abridged version. Yes. And my five-year-old daughter was just literally sitting on the edge of her seat, just glued Beautiful. to the stage. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so I think, um, I think, I think you first witness to your kids by being present. And once there's an established sense of presence, then I think they'll listen to you talk about anything. They just want to be with you. Yeah, it's true. Actually, that's a good, that's a good, and, good advice yeah. for parents. Yeah. If we want them to slow down, we have to slow down first. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, slow down to be with them. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the music a little bit, because uh, some of the songs, did you 
you set out to to write a Christmas album, you said, or were some of these songs already written? Because some of them even sound, I mean, I love the fact that there's so many different styles. You know, there's like the Hark the Herald is like you're in the living room in Newfoundland um, uh, with you. <laughs> um, but there's there's pop, there's there's instrumental, there's acoustic, sorry, not instrumental, but the acoustic, you know, like it, it's it's a very, it's a, it's a nice refreshing combination of different styles. Um, but at the same yeah. time, some of the songs sound like maybe they're not necessarily Christmas songs that I could be listening to He Shall Reign as a worship song at any time of the year or even Love Came Down. I mean, that's maybe more specifically the lyrics, but you know what I mean? Um, or did yeah. you set out specifically, it's like these are songs that are inspired by your Advent or Christmas experience? Yeah, I mean, I think all of them were. You know, Gabriel's message, obviously that's a bass carol that's been around a long time. Yeah. Sting did a cover of it in the 90s. Yeah. And so that's how I first learned about it. But I I played music orchestra and choir. I went to Munn School of Music for three years. And so much of my formative musical years, I spent playing trombone uh-huh. in, in the youth orchestra, Newfoundland Symphony Youth Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And we traveled to Montreal. We traveled to Banff. We traveled to Ottawa, mm-hmm. went to Wales. And so that that first piece, track one, is literally like a tribute all of those years yeah because we'd always end up playing christmas music so so much of my early um my in my formative musical years my experience of advent and christmas music was was more symphonic or orchestral or classical based so right i wanted to have something that kind of was a tip of the hat to that and um there's even one part where there's this really loud trombone part that kind of sticks out. <laughs> a tribute to yourself. I was, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was that was like I was like I'm gonna try to illustrate. This is 17 year old me playing trombone in the oh, back of the orchestra. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, "He Shall Reign" was written with Chris Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, the verses were based on a, an old Catholic hymn called "In the Bleak Midwinter." Uh huh. Um, and combined with Handel's Messiah, which was another thing that I used to see, okay. I used to watch every year, okay. the Anasotos Handel's Messiah. So, yeah, what I would say, you know, Jingle Bells is very much, you yeah. know, I studied jazz in college, and and at the same time, like, I loved Nat King Cole's Christmas records, uh-huh. and, and more recently, Harry Connick Jr.'s. Yes. So it, the whole album really is more of a musical, um, it is a musical kaleidoscope, but that's, that's, it's my life, you know? I mean, the, yeah, I, 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 I get that. studied all these different types of music, and then I happened to write um, a contemporary worship song that uh, resonated with a lot of people in the form of Your Grace is Enough, and that yeah. you know, there are these moments in life, and they can sort of, they can narrow your path, and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, what I realized was, well, Christmas is the one time of year where it really doesn't matter what the genre is. It's more so the lyrical content. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, Hope for Everyone was kind of written to be almost like a like a Welsh carol meets uh, a spiritual yeah. uh, or gospel-type song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the songs are kind of arranged around, the, like I said, the weeks of Advent, order to hope, peace, joy, and love. Okay. And... Um, they're not in chronological order as much as I tried fighting for that. My, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it sort of, it 
the hard thing is, is that you're asking, well, first of all, people don't necessarily listen to a whole album start to finish anymore. No, no. <clears throat> they true. kind of bounce around. So yeah. it's, it's built more like a playlist, like on, on a streaming channel like Spotify or Pandora. Yeah, no, or, you're, yeah, you're right. And I think that that's what I meant when I, when I, when I, when I said that it was refreshing, that it was, it was this, the tracks are different enough that it doesn't feel like I need to listen to something else in the middle of all these things. I can just play the whole thing. Matt, we're gonna leave it there, but it's so good to uh, to get a, to get a chance to have you back on the program and to share a little bit of these these Advent and Christmas ideas and thoughts uh, with you. Uh, Merry Christmas! I don't know, maybe you want to give our listeners one last kind of Christmas inspirational greeting or, or message before we go. You know, I think one of my favorite mini quotes still is from. Um, Pope Benedict, who said, um, God becomes a baby so you can no longer fear him. You can mm. only love him. Amen. That's a beautiful, Amen. beautiful message for Christmas. God yeah. God becomes a baby so that we can longer, longer, longer fear him, um, so we can hold him. Um, yeah, exactly. Amen. Thank you so much, Matt. Merry Christmas. God bless you. That was a conversation I had with Matt Marr last week. To learn more about Matt and to get the Advent of Christmas book and album, go to mattmar.com. Here now to take us out is Matt Marr with Jingle Bells from his new album, The Advent of Christmas. Through the snow in a one horse open sleigh over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight! Oh, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a listening to Matt Marr with Jingle Bells from the Advent of Christmas. And that concludes this special Best of Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Learn all about Salt and Light and support what we do at our website, saltandlighttv.org. We can't do what we do without your support. If you have any questions or comments or just to say hello, reach out to me through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pettit. <laughs>